Welcome to Kul G-Y-S. It is Kul with a Chet. And Kul comes from the word for circle and to dance. And it is related to the Chol, which is Chet Vav Lamet. And that is the phoenix. That was actually the bird that was on the ark that was considered to be so patient because Noach was feeding all the other animals and he forgot about the phoenix and the phoenix was sitting there uh, and Noach was like, well, what do you eat and how come I didn't know that you needed to be fed? And the phoenix tells Noach that I was just waiting for you. I know you had a lot to do and I was just... I wasn't in a rush and I was patient. <laughs> so Noach actually blessed this bird to have long life. And this is why the phoenix is considered to be the bird that lived forever. So there's a lot more to say to that. And that's not really what the intention of this introductory podcast is about. But it's really to say that when it comes to the word for phoenix, it's actually rooted in the word for encircling and being around that which is worthy of being circled, namely the throne, namely the Torah, namely the Ark, namely the Mashiach. So if you want to know more about uh, the little Midrash that I was sharing about the bird. It comes from the Talmud, and you can find that in Sanhedrin 108b, and it cross-references with Eov, which is Job 29.18. So the first thing I want to start with is the definition of Chul, and Chul, again, just to give you the Targum specific, it says to turn around, to circle, to dance, to, it is also used to go out and dance in the vineyards. Uh, as in Ta'anit 4.8. So that is the Yerushalayimi Talmud. And then it also has Kohelet Rabbah saying to dance before him. Namely to dance before Hashem. Also is the word to come in and to turn to occur and this is it also means to hover around one's head you know like our head coverings men and women alike <clears throat> it also means to rest upon one as a duty to take effect it is also to be made to circle, to be commenced, established. And again, it also means to dance and to take effect and to be impending. Basically, to turn in a circle and to dance. Picking up the pieces from what used to be known as Avengers, as we were headed towards... Hanukkah, learning about the month of Kislev, right before Hanukkah, 
I learned that the month of Kislev was made by the letter Samak, which is a letter that means support, literally Samak. And if you really look at the Samak, it is Samak Mem Kaf Sofit, which Samak Mem, we know, is the Yatsahara, and we know that's the Satan. And if you think about why is the Samak Mem connected to the Kaf Sofit? Well, remember the Kaf is all about the Keter. And are we crowning the Samak Mem? No. But we're bringing the Samak Mem underneath the rule and the headship of the Holy One, blessed be He, who is the highest, who is the Keter, who is the crown. And remember, Keter, Kaf, Tav, Resh, is also 620, which is the number of the 613 mitzvot with the seven rabbinic mitzvot included. Things like the Hallel, things like celebrating Hanukkah, to just name two of the seven. But to continue forth, the Samak is a circle. And we also have this interesting song that we sing on Hanukkah that sounds like this. So, Sevivon Sov Sov Sov. This is all about spinning the dreidel. Which, again, are letters that are going around a centralized post. So, there is a post that goes directly into the top of this dreidel. And it is best observed by having a wooden dreidel. If you have a wooden dreidel, that's the optimal dreidel to have. Why? Well, just making observations, the letters on the dreidel, Ness, which is noon, which is the miracle, Gadol, Gimel, which is great, Hayah, which is the hay, happened to, to happen to occur, Sham, which is the sheen, which is there. Neskado Hayasham. Nun Gimel Sheen. Those letters spell out the word for Goshen, which is the place that we resided while we were in Mitzrayim, in the first and the prototype of all the exiles. Every exile is considered to be Mitzrayim, by the way. If you study it out from the sources, you'll find that out. So... When you look at that, there is a post that is centralized in the midst of our place of refuge during times of exile. And that post is in the shape of the letter Vav. It's just a straight line coming down. <clears throat> now, who was placed on a post to be our refuge during our exile? We know that was the Mashiach, Yeshua. And we know that the same letters for Goshen is the same gematria as Mashiach. And then, if you do Neskadol Hayapo instead of Hayasham, which Neskadol Hayapo is a great miracle happened here, 
then those letters have the same gematria as uh, Zamak, which is the another name for the Mashiach, the one who sprouts forth, as we say, Matzmiach carrying Yeshua, who sprouts forth the redemption. And then we talk about the fact that the Mashiach is represented by the Neskadol Hayasham, the Neskadol Hayapo, and these letters surround a central post. This is like the Mashiach on the stake. And this is what we spin. This is what we sove, sove, sove during the month of Kislev, which is the letter Samak. And so coming up with Kol, thinking about formally going as Avengers, picking up the pieces, pun intended, of our brokenness, moving forward, transforming by the letters of the Hebrew. Because one of the things with these characters that we have is that it's not so much that we're in this fantasy land and imagination of these superheroes, because true superheroes are people who live, literally, people who embrace life, go through challenges, succeed in going through those challenges. And they're able to relate to others who are going through challenges. Maybe someone else is going through a challenge that you've already been through and you're able to be there. You're able to empathize. You're able to support them. Because only when you've gone through something do you actually know Bezrat Hashem how to help someone else. So when it comes to that, I thought it was amazing that you look at the letters of the Hebrew of not only your Hebrew name, but also of your Kul name, your name that you were given that encircles the Torah, that encircles Mashiach. You know, uh, for me, it's Shin Mem Resh, which is Shamar, the root of Shomer. And those letters, Shin Mem Resh, when you look at those those letters, they they make the combination for guard, keep, like Shomer Shabbat. And so, what do I guard? What do I keep? Well, number one, I'm supposed to guard my heart, guard my mind, things like that. And you can do this with your own name. You know, Aleph Mem Tav is a Met. That is my Hebrew name. That is my given name. And so we know Amet is truth, Amet is faithfulness. And so the root of Amet, by the way, is Amen. So the same root as Amuna. So one who walks in truth is a person who walks in Amuna. You have to have faith in Hakadosh Baruku, faith in El Melech Neeman, God, the faithful king. So, 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 <laughs> going to what is Sovevim? Who are the ones who encircle? Well, Shifrahana Hendry Shlita brings down in an interview with Rabbi Trudman Shlita that our consciousness has an effect on reality and how it unfolds. 
our consciousness has an effect on reality and how it unfolds. Sometimes we quote, as a man thinks, so is he, from Mishle, from the Proverbs. And this, I guess you could say, would be a an expounding upon that, or an extension of that, if you will. But really, when you think about your consciousness, your your very existence, your very being, from how you think to the place that you take up within space and time, what is that consciousness geared toward, and how is it being used and again, this is from Light Out of the Darkness, Awakening Your Divine Spark. This is a beautiful interview if you get to check it out. So that sparked this this podcast <clears throat> because I wanted to make sure to make the disconnect from previous affiliations uh, with the groups that uh, my previous podcast, I used to have a podcast um, under Shomer Man. And now it's Hul GYS and our new synagogue, Magen Yeshenu, Baruch Hashem, Yistabak Shemo, uh, has podcasts going out under Hul Torah. So there's any time we can capture teachings from members of our new synagogue, members of the Sovevim, uh, we will be posting it there. And so Hul GYS will be yours truly, Sheen Memresh, a.k.a. Shomer. And uh, that is I, Amet, Baruch Hashem, uh, that I will, Bezrat Hashem, be just kind of sharing uh, as things happen. So this is the move from Avengers to Sovavim. This is sparked by Rabbi Malet Shlita, his Shir Hashirim class 19, and there is a Midrash in the Midrash Rabbah of Shir Hashirim that brings down about our power that we received at Mount Sinai. And it says that Mount Sinai is called our mother. This starts in Midrash Shir Hashirim Rabbah 3.3. And then in the footnotes, it brings down that it says... The watchmen who circled the city found me. This is an allusion to the tribe of Levi. Then it says, this is as it is stated elsewhere regarding the tribesmen of Levi. Every man passed back and forth from gate to gate. Shemot, Exodus 32:27. Although Exodus verse is written in the context of a later event, vis-a-vis, the Leviim role as avengers for the sin of the golden calf. Avengers for the sin of the golden calf. The Midrash cites it to prove that the Leviim are called Sovevim, those who circle. This is from the Yefe Kol. He also hates Yosef. It says the Leviim enjoyed this freedom of movement because they were exempt from the Egyptian slave enslavement. Mahar Zaru. See Rashi on Shemot 5.4. What does Rashi say on Shemot 5.4? He brings down that it is usual for a nation to have a class of scholars who teach them their obligation. Their obligations. Therefore, Paro freed the tribe of Levi from slavery who would serve as scholars and elders of Israel from the Ramban. So Rashi is citing the Ramban. Normally, they disagree on things, but 
you can see here they agree on things. It is not clear from the verse why Paro chose to point to note chose this point to note the Israelites were numerous. Rashi explains it was because they were numerous that Paro was concerned about the work stoppage mentioned at the end of the verse. And going backwards on the commentary here, it says Rashi points out that Siv Lot, which is related to Sovevim, to Sov, 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 those who encircle, i.e. the Chul ones. It says in this context, it is not to be taken as burdensome task required of them by the Egyptians as it is elsewhere, like in chapter 1, verse 11, but as referring to household chores, as in 1 Kings 11.28. Again, another Ramban drop. And if you want more information, you can see Shemot Rabbah 5.16. So I bring that all up to take us to Sher HaSharim Rabbah 8.1 that says, I would lead you, I would bring you to my mother's house. Coming from Sher HaSharim 8.2. And it says, the Midrash continues the theme of the previous verse in which Israel speaks of its yearning for intense closeness with God, expounding our verses, recalling the closeness to God that it experienced at Sinai. And it says the Midrash from 5.1 tells us how the sins of mankind drove God's presence from its intended place in this world and back to the heavens. Over time, various righteous individuals caused its incremental return to our world. Moshe, together with the generation that accepted the Torah at Sinai, brought about the final stage of God's return to this world. Eitz Yosef. Side note, it's going to be Mashiach Yeshua with those who have accepted the Torah. That will be the final stage of the return of the Shekinah to this world. Like it was Yosef, Ephraim, and Manashe who brought back the Shekinah to Yaakov in order for them to be blessed as it is done in Parashah Bayaki. Yaakov Avinu was getting ready to bless Ephraim and Manashe, and all of a sudden the Shekinah departed from him, and he was unable to have prophetic uh, ability and able to bless them. And so it was Yosef and his two sons that prayed, and the Shekinah came back. And Yaakov was able to continue to bless the lads, Ephraim and Manashe. So then it goes on to say, same Shir HaSharim Rabbah section, Israel achieved atonement for its sins at Sinai and became as pure as a newborn who is completely free of sin. Since Israel was born at Sinai, it portrays Sinai as my mother's house, Kanfe Yonah. Literally the wings or the kanaf, the hem of the garment of Yonah, which we know Yonah is dove, the dove that descended upon Mashiach Yeshua. Yonah is also known as a Mashiach ben Yosef, a suffering one who comes with the message of repentance, who is all about the ingathering of the exiles. Notice the ingathering of the exiles. Yonah was said to have preached to the Galilee and to Israel, but no one listened to him. So he was sent to Nineveh and they listened to him. So who are the exiles that need to be in gathered? The answer is all of Israel. And that includes the nations. 
Sebi Vaughn, So So So, known as the other dreidel song, not to be confused with the one about making dreidels out of clay. A dreidel has two sets of letters outside. We talked about that. And it goes on to say, so Vev is the transcendent aspect of the divine. Slika, that previous so 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 drop is from myjewishlearning.com. This comes from Shabbat Sovev from Temple Bet Am. And it says, Sovev is transcendent aspect of the divine, that which surrounds everything, that which we're always swimming in, existing in. This Shabbat can be an attempt to mimic <clears throat> that and access that. By davening in a circle, we're creating a space and a service to tap into the transcendent nature of the divine. The letter Samak. And it goes in to say the to transcend ourselves, the prayer we could do on our own, the prayer that we could do with just words or the normal nusak. The new sock is like you have an Ashkenazi Sadur or the Sephardi Sadur, etc., etc. Shabbat Sovev is a chance sitting and singing, sitting and singing. I like to think of the dreidel sitting and singing. When we spin it, it's singing, and when it falls, it's sitting. And it reveals its letter at that particular time when it's sitting. But when it's spinning, i.e. singing, it's all of the letters simultaneously, which, by the way, equal Mashiach, as we said before. When we are all singing together, when we're all davening together, we're revealing Mashiach. It's the tapestry of Am Yisrael. It says, in the round, to access God's transcendent qualities. As it says, God, you are the one who fills all worlds. You are imminent in space and time. And the one who, tr who surrounds all worlds, you are transcendent in space and time. And the one who, without you, there would not be even reality at all. So, 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 so. I would like to share at this point... <clears throat> Sanhedrin 37a, the Gemara cites two other sources attesting to the Yehudim's, the Jews' adherence to the Torah's dictates. Rishlakish said, it can be demonstrated from this verse, like a section of pomegranate are your temples. And that is in reference to Shir Hashirim 6-7. So, while we're on Shira Sharim, I want to put a plug in to search Rabbi Rafi Mollet, R-A-F-I-M-O-L-L-O-T, and look up Shira Sharim, and he's on YouTube. Subscribe to his channel. Check out his class. He uh, does a live stream and a Zoom uh, call, so you can get in touch with him. He's very responsive, uh, and tune into his classes, I guarantee you it is it is by far the biggest bracha that you will ever receive when it comes to weekly studies. So again, because he's doing a share stream study, he's really going through and really extracting all the juice from the text. Currently in chapter three, if anybody wanted to know. So 
this Shirash verse says, which can be explained allegorically. This is an allegorical explanation. Even the empty ones among you are as full as mitzvot as a pomegranate is full of seeds. The term for temples is rakatek, rakatek, which may be vowelized as if it were pronounced rekatek, which means your empty ones. This homiletic device conveys that even the sinners among the Jews are filled with credit for the mitzvot they perform just as a piece of pomegranate is filled with seeds. Now, that is important because Rabbi Ruskin Shlita has a drosh about Purim on YouTube currently. And <clears throat> it's a older video, but he's in there talking about the fact that whether you're a, a non-religious Jew, whether you're a religious Jew, whether you're uh, whatever between that spectrum there's the circumcision on the eighth day that has occurred that's a mitzvah and we all should understand the power of a mitzvah just one mitzvah has the power to turn a rasha into a zadik by the way it's important to know there are yehudim who have donned tefillin eaten a piece of matzah at a pesach seder there are those who have davened three times a day. Those who have done Lamed Torah, the study of Torah, the study of Talmud. There are those who have done acts of kindness. There are those who have celebrated Yom Kippur, who have observed it in its totality. And because of that, that causes one to be as full of seeds as a pomegranate. And it goes on to say in the footnotes, and this is cross-referencing Eruvin 19a, that the sinners among the Jews are filled with credit for the mitzvot they perform just as a piece of pomegranate is filled with seeds. And when you really think about that, we have to understand Sovevim, Yehudim, Servants of Hashem, all of us who are called by the name of Hashem, grateful ones, that we have to understand it's not us by ourselves. We are not alone. We do not have individual cumulative observance that causes us to be this great, mighty mountain. The great and mighty mountain is when we come together and we circle and we spin, we sove, sove, sove with our brothers and with our sisters who are in covenant. And that is why we need to understand what is our post, what is our duty, what is our burden that we are specifically to do. Because you won't always get to pray. A lot of us don't live in an Eruv. A lot of us can't be super stringent. A lot of us are not super stringent. <laughs> and what is the point? We need all of it. We need every fragment of light that can be permeated to, into this world. From the greatest of the Zadikim to the lowest of the Zadikim. Because 
the least are considered to be the great, as our Mashiach Yeshua tells us. Those who are going to serve others are truly the great ones. So it's not about how stringent of observance do you have. Are you orthodox? Are you conservative? Are you reform? The question is, are you dedicated to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and his Torah? And do you give input into this world? Do you make this world a better place? And so I send out this broadcast to those who would be willing to move forward under Sovevim and also just to inform from my previous podcast that this is the new podcast. And with the help of Hashem, I will be on my post, which is studying Torah and sharing as many insights as possible and trying to serve and help and guard and be observant as possible and to do all of that underneath the banner of love and underneath the banner of the Shema the understanding and the definition of love is Shema Yisrael Baruch Haba B'Shem Adonai Ki Lishuateka Ki Viti Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu Please Send Mashiach Now